Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Well, uh, hello. It's the day after. Uh, I know we all feel a little bit older, sadder, wiser. Uh, it's January 7, 2021, and the president is still a deranged, would-be despot, Donald Trump. Our Congress was attacked yesterday, breached, something that had ha- never happened since a foreign Government did it a hundred years ago, 200 years ago, excuse me, 1814, right? Um, Do you remember it was just 24 hours ago that I started this show with happy days are here again? And I did it with a eye roll but it was acknowledging, obviously, the vote in the Georgia Senate races. But I gotta tell you guys, um, happy days are certainly not here. And um, the pessimist in me is here to tell you that things are going to get worse before they get better. And that is because the people who did what they did yesterday are huge in number. Tens and tens and tens and tens and tens of millions of Americans cheered them on. And the Congress that they invaded has within it a fifth column of people who agree with them or who certainly want to cozy up to them. So if the people who stormed the Capitol yesterday were insurrectionists and traitors, then I got news for for you. The Congress itself is full of insurrectionists and traitors. The Pennsylvania House and Senate are full of insurrectionists and traitors. I don't know what most upset you Uh, yesterday, this extraordinary day that we all lived through together. But the one thing that I swear made me want to vomit was the picture of the, the guy triumphantly walking through the U.S. Capitol with the Confederate flag. 
even in the Civil War. The Confederacy never breached the Capitol, didn't fly the, its flag there. But see, those same people, the Confederates, are still with us, and they're riled up again, and they want the next battle. They do and have for a long time. And they finally got the president who would help them instigate it. I don't know, guys. I have really nothing more to say about all of this than, than you do. What I don't want to hear ever again, anybody saying things like, this isn't our country. We're better than this. I have news for you. This is our country. Those are our fellow countrymen. I can't tell you how many people texted me yesterday and said, I'm, are you watching this? I'm I can't believe it. And I'm thinking, how? How can you not believe it? This was where we knew it was going. Let me tell you a quick story. Yesterday, after I left you, I apologize because I did the show for the first time with the TV on. And I said I knew it was going to be such a consequential day that I just wanted to make sure I wasn't going to be missing any of it. And so I had CNN on, on mute and it, it did distract me. And I said, I won't be doing that again. I can't multitask. And so I'm not doing it today, I'm not. But after the show, I did something that I haven't done in probably four years. I told myself that I wanted to watch Trump give his speech to his fans. And normally I cannot tolerate watching him, looking at him, hearing him, anything, but I had a need because I thought, you know what? This might be the last time this guy as president is able to talk to a huge group that so energizes him. And because he's so desperate, I want to see how far he's going to go. In my gut, I knew what was going to happen. And then I listened and watched as he incited them, as he actually instructed them. And when you leave here, you're going to march. And he pointed to the road. I think you go here. Well, maybe you could go there up to the Capitol. And he let him know that there were lots of people in that capital that were bad people. And that they were weak people. And they needed a show of strength. And I'm sitting listening to this and thinking, oh my God, they're marching up to the Capitol and there's going to be violence. I have to admit, it never occurred to me that they would get in. 
So how come I, at about uh, noon yesterday, knew there was going to be violence at the U.S. Capitol, but the U.S. Capitol Police did not? How come I, sitting in my living room in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, knew that they better get some serious security presence over at the Capitol because the president of the United States is inciting thousands of people to go there and make themselves heard. So a really, really, really big question I have is the lack of preparation, especially since since we know that the federal government and the District of Columbia are capable of very quickly responding to demonstrations and protests. My God, they're really, they're, they're the pros. They know how to do this stuff. And they weren't anywhere to be seen. If there were black people, I'm just going to say what anybody watching yesterday thought about a hundred million times. If the people marching on the Capitol were darker in hue, you would have seen an entirely different kind of violence play out. And there would be bodies all over the place, not just this single woman who turns out to be a raving lunatic. I spent the morning watching some of her rants on Twitter. It's a full-out, full-out lunatic trumper. Well, she died doing what I'm sure she felt was her patriotic duty. Uh, I don't know. There's so much to say. Let me let me just do a few things, and I swear I'll let I'll let you guys um, have a word. <laughs> I'll let you guys have a word. Um, I also did something I never do yesterday. I watched Fox News quite a bit. I wanted to see how they were handling it. And I was sickened. Sickened. And it only got worse as the day and night went on when they sort of got their legs on, you know, they sort of got together, talked, you could tell, and here's how we're going to deal with this. Guys, this is not going away. There are too many of them. And they're nuts. And they're true believers. And they have been fed a constant diet of propaganda and lies and conspiracy theories. And they've taken them in. You can't reason them out of it. They really believe this stuff that we laugh at. 
they have been on the receiving end of this kind of propaganda and lies well before Donald Trump got into the White House. But he, without a doubt, has played an outsized role in helping this get to the point it is. But so has Twitter. And so has Facebook. And so have all the other social media platforms. And so, God knows, has Fox News. And even the mainstream media, right? With its inability of knowing how to cover this, of still doing what they learned in journalism school. Well, there are two sides to every issue, and we will give the people this, and we will give them that. Of giving these lies further air, amplifying them. And we have, who knows, what do you think, about 100 million Americans who buy into this stuff? They buy into it because they're frightened, because they're stupid. I don't know, there's a million different reasons. Because they need something to explain to them why the world is changing so quickly and they're scared. And they feel like somehow they're losing But I want to read you just one paragraph, and I'm going to go to the phones. I promise, I promise. One paragraph from a guy named Charlie Warzel. And he's somebody who writes on this kind of stuff all the time. He is a, a, an expert in propaganda and dissemination of conspiracy theories. And he says this, but what is perhaps most frightening is that the alternate reality that Trump supporters and anti-vaxxers and QAnon believers citing and, and excuse me, believers cling to doesn't exist. That reality that they believe in does not exist. And that fact sooner or later is going to make itself apparent, even to them. And it is at that moment of incredible cognitive dissonance in the heads of all of these people, true believers, the moment that bubble they've lived in begins to burst. That is when the danger of all of this will become truly apparent and real. There will be a reckoning when they see they have been misled. I was seeing a little bit of it this morning on Twitter when I went and read what they were saying to each other. And they're, they are, they're scary. And they're doubling down and they're violent 
and they are going to be more violent now. As the end game they thought was going to happen of Donald Trump somehow securing four more years does not happen. So fasten your seatbelts, guys. Because what we saw yesterday was just the beginning of a long overdue reckoning that this country has sidestepped and dodged my entire life and hundreds of years before it. And make no mistake, it is a reckoning about race that is at the bedrock of it. Because all of those people that we saw yesterday were white. And that's what unifies them, their whiteness. And that is why they did not all end up dead. Which is what would have happened if they'd been black. All right, I'm done. Uh, go to the phones. Hello. Go ahead, please. Yes, this is Father Joseph. So I think what we're going to see is uh, these white supremacist groups will be designated as uh, terrorist groups during the Biden administration. Um, and there are lots of things that we want to see happen, but I think the other thing that's going to be important will be the, um, uh, the big enchilada. To me, the big enchilada is the immigration reform. Why? Because I think that if you are able to find a path for people who are in our country uh, who are undocumented and they become citizens and can vote, I think it really will impact the GOP for the next 10 years. I say 10 years. I want to say 20, but just 10 because um, the Hispanic community is so diverse and uh, the Latin community is so diverse that you, you can't say they're monolithic as far as their political persuasions. Oh, definitely not. As a matter of fact, I think a lot of immigrant communities, uh, not just Hispanic, but also some Asian communities, are culturally extremely conservative. And they, they get turned off by some aspects of the Democratic Party and so are more inclined to uh, listen to um, what the Republicans peddle but don't really believe. They just peddle whatever is going to get them some votes. But I, I you know, these, some of these organizations are already classified as terrorist organizations. That doesn't stop them. Uh, no, but when you, as a, as a list white, and we start to be more proactive in um, surveillance and addressing some of these domestic terrorist groups, which has not been happening uh, to the extent that it should have happened under the present administration, I think they will be moved back to the fringe. Now, I'm not saying that the, the, some of the more adherent Trumpers who, who say they're not racist, <laughs> um, uh, 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 bless their hearts, uh, will... will oh. <laughs> Don't say that. Don't even say that sarcastically. Well, you know, it's a Southern term. Um, I know it's a Southern term, and it's it's done with a with a wink and a eye roll. I do understand, right? Okay. Yeah. 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 Bless their hearts. Yeah. Oh, bless your heart. Okay. So, 
So I, I think that um, they will be moved to the fridge. They will. And, and, and I, I think that uh, – Wait, 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 Father Joseph. How can they, who comprise almost more, over a third of the American population, be moved to the fringe? That's too big a group to be called fringe. Okay. What I, what I mean is uh, to the fringe of, of, of our institutional powers. And, and what I mean by that, now I know you're going to talk about the Supreme Court. I got that. What I'm saying to you is that um, I think the Democrats will learn that, you know, uh, all politics is local. And I think uh, Stacey Abrams has, has been showing us. And yes. it will be more strategic uh, at, the, at the grassroots level, the local, um, local leadership, and things like that. They were, I think we'll, I think we've learned some some valuable valuable lessons here, and I think that that's going to be helpful to us in the, in, in the long term. So yeah, I I, I realize uh, you know people are shocked, but I wasn't shocked yesterday at all because uh, my my father and I were talking about this today, and he said I, he said my dad said I never thought that to you today. He said Dad, you're talking about a majority of white people going in and 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 and, and attacking a bunch of majority white people. That becomes a problem. People are shocked at that. <laughs> if, it was, if it was a bunch of white people talking a bunch of black people, they're like, oh, well, that happened. But, yeah. Our churches have been burned. My goodness, uh, Martin Luther King was, was firebuffed at his home. Uh, people have yeah. been hung. People have been, have been forced out of, uh, been, been, uh, been threatened about voting. And, and both, voters have been suppressed. People have been denied housing. All sorts of things have happened, and 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 you know, and we still press on. So so the minute, but the minute something happens, when white people attack other white people. That oh my gosh! So I said, well, you know, I, I understand this, and, and it, but we'll we'll survive. We'll survive. We always do. <laughs> well, I do know that black America is watching white America re of all political persuasions uh, react to all of this with a certain measure of um, amuse, bemusement, I suppose. And, uh, well, uh, yeah, welcome to our world. Uh, yeah, you know, when someone says, you know, look, my rights are being infringed upon because I have to wear a mask and they're telling me there's places I can't go and I'm being restricted and, and I feel like, you know, that, that, you know, I'm not used to this. I, you know, we sort of say, well, let us help you through it. I mean, uh, you know. Right, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Like, you're used to this. You're used yeah. to it. And it ain't masks being, you know, that you have to wear. You're used to your rights being infringed upon. Oh, dear. Exactly. exactly. Okay. So, so think, I think, and I also think that uh, I expect them to, to ask for, to press social media uh, with, with what they allow. Uh, I think that's, yes. uh, you know, they're trying to let themselves regulate under the Trump administration, and even, but I think that that's going to change as well. So it has I'm looking to. for immigration and, and, and social media. I think those are two two things that okay. are really, really going to be helpful. All right. God knows there's a lot to be lot to be done. God help our next president. God help this poor man. All righty. Hey, thank you. Thank you very okay, much bye -bye. for the call. Bye bye. I, I I just want to add this, and I'm going to the caller. Promise, promise, promise. Because this is what blew me away. Uh, that I was saying I knew this attack was we were talking for weeks about how January 6th that this rally of Trump supporters that he called them to, you know, rally and he was going to speak to them. And it was always known 
that this was going to be a day when uh, you would need some serious security presence in Washington, D.C. It was well known. It's not like these guys came out of nowhere. And I am looking at a tweet from December 21st. Okay, December 21st. And it says on January 6th, armed Trumpist militias will be rallying in D.C. at Trump's orders. It's highly likely that they will storm the Capitol after it certifies Joe Biden's win. I don't think this has sunk in yet. That was written more than two weeks before yesterday on Twitter. I knew there was going to be violence. This guy knew there was going to be violence. What in the name of God happened yesterday that the Capitol Police, who don't have a lot of ammo and firearm, but that the, the, there's a ton of, where was the, oh, never mind, okay, caller, are you still there? Hey, Lynn, it's Mike. Hey. This is what happened, in my opinion. The chain of command told them to stand down. Who in the chain of command? Whether it's all the way to the president or the head of of, um, Homeland Security, they were told to stand down. There were three hours of these rioters on the balcony of the Capitol, and no one came to clear it? I couldn't believe it. That's what I was... I was watching and I was thinking, wait a minute. This is after the, 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 everyone is in, you know, uh, hiding. We know a woman's been killed. We know all of this is going on. The, the Capitol is been, And they allowed all of those people who had attacked the Capitol to still be there? What was that? Yep. They were what told. There's no other explanation. Lynn, if I had a nickel. Every time I was told by the Capitol Police, the Pentagon Police, the White House Police to turn around, sir, walk the other way, cross the street. You can't walk there. Your badge is on the wrong direction. I wouldn't have to work ever again. Yeah. Those people play that game seriously. Now, all of a sudden, with all of the people in and forget, forget that it's just a building, right? All of the people with um, who are in the order of secession for the president. We're in that freaking building. Yeah. Somebody just reminded me. Wait a minute. No, somebody just reminded me that the Capitol Police managed to arrest 181 protesters that were in the Capitol and protesting cuts to Medicaid. Do you remember people in wheelchairs being arrested at? Okay. Yep. 181 protesters, right. Yeah. Jane Fonda was handcuffed and walked down the steps. They can get Jane Fonda, but they can't get these hillbillies? Bullshit. This was a coup, and the president tried to stop them. And the only thing that it didn't work is that those idiots didn't burn down the Capitol like um, Hitler. The British tried to burn down. Yeah. Yeah, like the Reichstag. It was our, it was a failed Reichstag. But it was like the Hitler's beer putsch. Putsch. I don't know how to pronounce it.
pronounce it, which failed. And everybody said, well, he's he's done for. This is something that happened in the 20s in Germany. And no, he was just learning. These people are with us. They're going nowhere. And there is way too much of a of an industry uh, that is geared to keeping them in the riled up uh you know, ridiculous state that they are, they are in. I, people are going to be killed. And I have to tell you, I watched the thing that was scaring me the most as I watched uh, the, the uh, media reporting this uh, live yesterday was the clear presence of threat to those reporters. Right. Right. Oh, they share the whole cadre of, I guess they were in a team all reporting at the same time and they were banging on their banging on their equipment, intimidating them. And the cops watched. Yeah, the cops watched. I was watching CNN at one point and some guy's hand was covered the camera and then clearly pushed the photographer away so that the shot went like swirling. And um, it was interesting because CNN just cut to another thing and didn't even mention that one of their people had just been assaulted. Right. And I, I, I and the, the, these people, they are, they've been taught that um, one of the, there was scrawled on one of the doors in the Capitol, uh, murder media. They're going to start killing reporters and photographers. Well, I hope that, I hope that, um, that Father Joseph is correct that when there is law and order with the new president, some of this will change. Because did you see the FBI going into the building after it was secured last night? No. In a normal world, anyone who has a picture. And um, Ari Melbourne was talking about the the cost or the legal ramifications of you being in there uninvited. This isn't just some building. This is a federal um, office. This is a federal building. You can get right. 10 years just for being in there without the correct authorization. Well, you remember Trump, you know, Trump at his speech where he was riling him up yesterday, actually bragged to the crowd about how when, you know, the lefties started defacing statues and and government monuments that he, you know, came down hard on him and made the penalty greater and blah, blah, blah. And then he incites the very same crowd he's telling this to, to go and attack the greatest monument to our democracy that exists, which is the People's House, the the Congress. The Reichstag. All he the Reichstag. Is, Take your, all he didn't say was, and get those torches lit prior to getting in the building. Yeah. All he didn't say. He's too bad he, he forgot that part. The FBI, by the way, has tweeted out that it is seeking, this yeah. is from the FBI site, the FBI is seeking to identify individuals instigating violence in Washington, D.C. We are accepting tips and digital media depicting rioting or violence. I hope about a million people have sent the FBI um, a, a picture of uh, the president of the United States. Yeah, that's a moot point. But I want all the people who were sitting in Nancy Pelosi's chair, who were tearing out podiums, who were rifling through papers, who were screaming in the corridors, where are they? Where are they? They better have some ramification for that behavior. Oh, yeah. And that's well, what I, believe Biden, I believe Biden said that 
they were going to, yeah, really go after him. I think that's what he, he did not say it in his speech last night, that anyone, that when we catch you, you will be prosecuted in the fullest extent fullest of the law. Fullest extent of the law. That's what he should have said. I he thought he did that. sort of say that. I saw his speech and he just said, this is unacceptable. He named some vague blah, blah, blah. But the FBI is on this. I'm telling you. No, they need to. They these guys know. need to be put away for a long, long time. Um, they'll go fund the accounts and they'll get really fancy lawyers and they'll get media presence. And you're right. They're yeah. not going to go away. But there has to be some ramification for a bunch of hillbilly rioters who who o- try to overtake the Constitution. There has to be some kind of ramification. Do you know the president did put out a, he can't tweet today yet. He did put out a, uh, did you see the statement he put out? No. Even though I totally disagree with the outcome of this election and the facts bear me out, nevertheless, there will be an orderly transition on January 20. I have always said we would continue our fight to ensure the only legal votes were counted. While this represents the end of the greatest first term in presidential history, it's only the beginning of our fight to make America great again. And so what do you think about Twitter and Instagram promised also that any incendiary comments from the president would um, institute removal of his accounts. Yeah, right. That's well, you know said. what? You heard about, you know, uh, slamming the door after the, you know, it, right. it, 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 way, way, way too late. And to hear Republicans now and the fact that after this, after all the lies about the election and after the invasion and after there's blood spilled on the floor of the Capitol, that there were still all of those Republicans who dared in the early morning hours to say again with their vote that our election, especially our election here in Pennsylvania, was a fraud. Unbelievable. I, I consider them all. Um, insurrectionist and traitors. I do. Yep. Did you happen to see Connor Lamb's speech? I did not. Was it good? Yeah, I think you should uh, look that up because what happened when Lamb was speaking is he flat out said, you know, he called him out and said, you're lying. You're lying about what happened in uh, in my state. And some Republican starts screaming and asking that his words be taken out. And and all I can tell you is that the people, you know, the camera doesn't move. It just stays on the speaker. C-SPAN can't show you what's really happening. But people behind him got up and seemed to race over to where, and there was a scrum of sorts on the House floor. Well, I mean, there was, there was, Shouting and all kinds of stuff going on. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And these Republicans talking about how the Pennsylvania legislature allowed this, you know, thing to happen. The Pennsylvania legislature is Republican. Republican. 
And they somehow always left that out. I mean, the cynical, the cynical manipulation of information to continue to give oxygen to the very people who invaded the Capitol yesterday. They're still feeding them. And uh, people like Cruz and Howley, they should be censured by their, they should be, they should get the same treatment that McCarthy got. I'm and sick of this. so disingenuous. Say that, say that Pennsylvania didn't go, Trump should have won Pennsylvania because of some clerical blah, blah, blah. He didn't Ridiculous. lose the no. presidency because of Pennsylvania. He lost Pennsylvania. He lost Wisconsin. He lost Arizona. You know, this isn't like one state. No, no, no. So even it, if it, it was it, overturned. Of course. The disingenuousness of all of it is just, is just mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. Hey, thank you, Mike. Appreciate it. Sure. Okay, bye. Um, man, I hadn't been glued to my TV like that since, uh, I don't know. I think Tiananmen Square, or maybe when we invaded Iraq. Oh, dear Lord. Do I have any more callers? I'll give it a shot. Hello? I don't think I do. Hello? Um, Hello. Oh, Hello. I do. Hi. Hi. Yeah. Hi. Hi, it's Roger. Hey, um, I, I'm not going to bother asking how you're doing. <laughs> uh, I'm... I was on a job site yesterday. I was completely, I had no idea what was going on until um, I was coming home, driving home from Greensburg. And I was exhausted. I was afraid I was going to fall asleep driving. I turned on the radio and that concern went away. I oh, yeah. You woke up. I was hearing on the radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just have a litany of, you know, I just like, <laughs> I had a, such a horrific range of emotions. I'm watching what was going on. I'm seeing that one cop being chased up the stairs. He was going up and up and that yeah, guy yeah. coming after him. And I have never in my life rooted for somebody to just pull out the gun and shoot somebody. I'm like, shoot the son of a bitch. Just shoot. I, I mean, I'm not a violent person. And I'm like, at least hit it, break his skull open. I mean, I was so I can't believe I was, can't believe what I was saying, but I can't believe how much violence I was wishing on people. I'm not like that, and that's where that's what those people are doing to me, and that's yeah. the danger of this whole thing. Yeah. Um, okay. And, and the other yeah. thing, the other thing is, is it true cops are actually posing for selfies? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know if it's plural, but I, there is at least one photo of a cop and one of these guys inside the Capitol and they've, you know, they're palsy walsy taking the selfie. Um, I, you know, they're, it, it's unbelievable. We do know that police forces are filled with people who are fellow travelers with the, with this crowd. And um, that is another huge issue we've got to deal with. But Roger, I've got another a call that I've got to get in onto. Can I go? Yeah, yeah. I was just like with you with Fox. I was watching too. They incredible, huh? Black Lives Matter. People are rioters. These guys are protesters. That's right. Come on. Yes, and make sure you keep that straight. It's just unbelievable. People like people need to go on Fox and push back on these people and 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 not fight them. I mean, not not ignore them. 
get on Fox, get our word out, because it's such misinformation. And if these people go unchecked, because they're going unchecked. Okay. Fox people are going unchecked. I hear you. All right. Thank you. Okay. Goodbye. Okay, okay. Caller. Hello. Hi, I'm on. I'm on. Can you hear me? Can you hear me, Land? This is Sally. Hi, Sally. I, I wasn't going to call, but I just was, I've been listening to you and I just, I, I, oh God, I, I mean, it's, you've been brilliant, but, what? but, but, but here's the, you know what, here's the thing. People like me, you know, I had a career where I, you, in our business, you know, this, you need, you need to be objective or you need to at least seem that you're objective. You need to try to, you know, thread the needle and, and, and try to look at both sides of something. There's not both sides of this. And that as I'm correct. listening, as, as I'm listening to you, you I, I woke up this morning and I watched Connor Lamb talk about a profile in courage, talk about a young congressman who, I mean, I hope he stays in this business. I mean, in this business of politics. It is a business. Yes. Why did you think that was a profile? I don't understand why you think that was a profile in courage. He was simply speaking the truth. But but guess what? what? It takes courage in this Uh. world of 4chan and QAnon and 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 Donald Trump to speak the truth and stand by it. And when he he did, he actually came out and said that the results were certified by a Republican legislature. Yeah, he told the truth, right. But see, but they don't, the, the people who are using this as a platform for their own presidential and higher office are, are, are the, most, the, the most reprehensible because in their black hearts, and I mean dark, I mean dark when I'm saying that, in their dark, evil hearts, and I think it, it borders on evil, they don't care what the truth is. They just want power. And as someone pointed out, so much of what Trump is has been funded by multinational or huge mega corporations who want tax cuts, who want no regulations, and they don't care who dies, who loses freedom, who's kept in office. And well, that I was pointed it, out. And yes, I, and 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 and. But here's the thing. Well, 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 wait, wait, Sally. In that regard, I just want to say, if if these big corporations have shareholders, stockholders, and a lot of like unions and pension funds hold tons of, the people have got the stockholders and shareholders have got to put the screws to these corporations who are aiding and abetting and giving money, let's say, to a Ted Cruz or uh, any of these people. And we've got to figure out smarter ways to uh, use our power in, in every in every venue. I, and we I, do I, have I, to I, hold these I, corporations uh, accountable. Well, well, well here, here's what I was, I got off, I got off track, which as you know, is, is not unusual. But but because there's just so much to talk about, I don't know how you do this. You you you've been really managing all of your, uh, and I don't mean managing, but you know you've been juggling all you know the balls while you're trying to 
to, 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 to have a, a narrative, a, a, a well, I don't think so. The, I'm the just thing, jumping around. The first thing that I thought of when you guys were talking, <laughs> I listened to an interview with the mayor of, of, of DC. I was mm-hmm. in the car driving around. Uh, I, I couldn't go and watch it on television. I was so upset. I was driving around in the car, stopping at every fast food restaurant I could out of stress <laughs> and stuffing food in my mouth. And I, 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 I know there is some, I mean, oh God, there's no, I ate, I gorged on it. <laughs> I finally forced myself to bed because I thought I would end up in the ER having my stomach pumped. I know, I know. You do that. It's definitely stressing. But anyway, I listened to her, and she was so, um, she was so quiet. And and tell me about it. I heard that Sally. Another commentator mentioned that she was being muzzled. That she was overruled. I heard the same interview, and I wanted to. I wanted to punch her, and I am. She would not, and this had to do with the response of the law enforcement. Now, if she were being muzzled, then she should have said, I'm being muzzled. And it was a craven display in that interview. I was stuck. I was was shocked, but, 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 but remember this. She was not able to stop Trump from ordering the military in to Lafayette Square to disrupt a peaceful protest violently. She wasn't able to stop that. And she could have put the whole DC police force, I think, I, or is I'm, that I'm federal not, land and no, she can't. I'm, I don't know. No, I'm, I don't see, know. I'm not sure. It, 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 yeah. So, but, but, but there was a conspiracy that, that emanated from the white house to, to let this happen, to make this, not let it happen, to make this happen. But here's, here's the thing. One of the, the greatest defenders in this is Facebook. And, and I, there's part of me that wants to call on everyone to disable Facebook. Get off. Get off there's it. A great, there's, a, there's a great article in The Atlantic, and I can't remember the exact title, but the word doomsday machine. Mm-hmm. It talks about, I don't right. know if any people remember what the doomsday machine was, but it was, it was during the nuclear Cold War. Right, right. And, and it showed and, how close. And, and this article shows right. how Facebook is the doomsday machine. This right. is how these people gained traction. Right. And it's not just 4chan. And, and some of these. No, others. it's with us. It's with us falling for the for the baubles they give us. Oh, look, you can keep in touch with all your friends and oh, family. Yeah, exactly. and, and so in we go. And then I, I mean, we have got to start being wiser about how we allow these huge social, malevolent social media, entities. Social, social media is a large part of this. And the obsession with it, uh, that, that people feel power. And, and I, you know, there, there, I was listening to, to another author and I, I just ordered her book. I think it's Triumph of Authoritarianism, Annie Applebaum. She's also a writer. Yeah, she's a reporter. Yeah. And she says that we have to, we have to re-educate. We have to show these people. I'm not sure that's, that many of these people want to be re-educated because of one thing. They are white and they are racist. At the end of the day, what this is about is the browning of America and the, the, the hatred people have just because the color of somebody's yeah. skin. Yeah. It is about, well, I don't, as I, I said. I don't know how you change that until all of these middle-aged, 
and old But they're not. Die. They're young ones, too, Sally. It Look is, at no, who was true. there. They it teach their children well. It no, it You're just right. Right. keeps coming. All right, you. Thank I'm going to go, but I just, I, I just, you know what? Once you are tired, you can say what you feel. And thank, thank God for that. So anyway, thanks a lot. <laughs> thank you, Sal. Bye. Okay, bye. bye. It was funny. I got that Sally texted, texted me at around, what was it, three o'clock yesterday? Wait, I'll find it because it's too funny. Um, here it is. Uh, wait. I, why can't I find it? Um, oh, because it might have been another on an, on another um, thread. But she texted me. Oh my God! I just woke up from a nap. What is happening? <laughs> and I'm sure. A lot of people who happened upon it. I really watched from 11 a.m. Uh, on. Um, Tom writes, I was engaging with two Trump supporters on social media yesterday. They didn't know each other, but they both said very plainly to me, this is only the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, listen to them. Don't not hear what they're telling us because you can't bear to hear it. This is only the beginning. I heard uh, was it Van Jones, I think, uh, yesterday on CNN. Um, and at the time he said it, I thought it was a very profound thing. It was early on. And he said something to the effect of, I'm wondering if what we have just witnessed, what we have seen here, is the end of something horrible in our nation's history, or is the beginning of something worse? And we want to believe that this is a last spasm of Trumpism, white nationalism, hate, and misinformation, and all this stuff that we're, we're, we're fighting in a very sort of ham-fisted way. We haven't figured out how to, how to counter these people. It is really hard to engage or to fight with with people who who have no rules who who are willing to acknowledge no no rules and in this case even worse no reality so Every time somebody says we need to reach out, we need to talk to these people, I think how what, how do we talk to them? We we don't even we don't speak the same language, we don't inhabit the same universe. I might as well try to have a, a fascinating discussion with some extraterrestrial that's uh, you know 500 gazillion light years away from here. I I don't know that we can. 
I know their minds are closed. And I don't think mine is totally closed because I do live in a world of reality. So I'm open to change. They're terrified of change. So terrified that they're willing to inhabit an alternate universe to pretend that it's not happening or that sinister forces that they can then, you know, make stories up about are creating it. Um, it's like, you know, as children, when you, you put your fingers in your ears and, you know, made loud noise and say, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Put your hand over your eyes and thought you were, you know, invisible. I can't see you. I can't hear you. I can't. And this is uh, apparently an affliction that, uh, follows millions upon millions upon millions of people into Adulthood. God. This from Keith. So let me get this straight. In a post 9-11 world where I have to take my shoes off at the airport, can't, oh, by the way, speaking of that, I've been wanting to note this. Um, the Russians, when they tried to poison that uh, dissident a politician, Navalny or something, his name is, um, who they came close to doing uh, the poison. Do you know where they put the poison? I mean, because we take our shoes off because of the guy who was carrying explosive in his in his shoes. They put the poison in the guy's underwear. So I was thinking, oh, God, thank God. Well, I think there was an underwear bomber, too, right? So why don't we have to take our underwear off? Okay, never mind, Keith. I interrupt you guys all the time. In a post-9-11 world where I have to take my shoes off at the airport, can't pick someone up at the gate, and have to walk through metal detectors to go to a sporting event. Oh, and even to the theater. Last time I went to the theater, I... I had to be my bags searched, my and I got so angry. What nonsense! I'd rather take the risk, you know. Let's all go in. If it blows up, well, poor us. But what are the odds? Jesus. Okay, I'm sorry. Keep interrupting. But Keith says, in a world where we all have to be subjected to all of that nonsense, which is just sort of for show, to, to uh, still the fears of the easily terrified, who clearly number in, I, I, I didn't realize how frightened most people are their entire lives. I, I didn't, the level of fear that people must live with on a daily basis blows me away. I don't know how you get out of bed in the morning when you're afraid of so much. Afraid someone's going to attack you. Afraid someone's going to come into your house and take your stuff. Afraid that a... I, how did people live like that? Anyway, Keith. Okay, let's, let's take bets. Will Lynn ever get through Keith's really rather short email here? I, I Probably not. Here. Okay, so when they make you do all this stuff, he says... Somehow these yahoos were able to storm the Capitol steps, then the entrance, smash windows, gain entry to the building, gain access to the offices of 
of Congress people and even into the chambers and no one stopped them. No one apparently planned to stop them. He says you will never convince me that the Capitol Police weren't in on this. There have been multiple articles published about white supremacists infiltrating law enforcement. Right. That is a point that I made as well. Right. And um, I don't want to tar the whole Capitol Police because those guys, I felt sorry for them. I mean, the individuals, I mean, they were scared out of their minds. They were outnumbered. They were not, they didn't have the kind of firepower that like the average yokel and, you know, cop in Podunk, Iowa has. What do they have? They have a gun? Maybe that's it. They maybe have a gun. And imagine if these people, because I'm sure some of these people were armed, weren't they? But imagine if they'd come in with their long rifles and all that stuff. Imagine. And we should note that while this was happening, similar, similar scenes were playing out in state capitals around the country. Lawmakers, governors, others in state capitals were rushed out of those buildings as well because of the threatening presence and of armed, of armed white nationalists, of armed domestic terrorists outside these buildings of our democratic governance. Father Joseph says, let's not forget African-Americans have used social media to provide visual evidence of horrific racist attacks. That is true. It's a double-edged sword. So you're right. So social media does provide, it, there's, it does provide opportunity, right, to educate people, to show people reality, and consequently change the conversation change people's minds. I think what the Black Lives Matter movement did with an assist from racist cops um, this year was extraordinary. Extraordinary. Changed me. But see, you got to be willing to accept change. And these people, these people that are trying to destroy our country, they can't accept it. You know, I, Barbara sent me what James Mattis, former Secretary of Defense under Trump, uh, has said. And you know what? I don't even I'm I don't want to I don't want to even give air to any of the people who served him. The Republicans now who are saying this is unacceptable. I, I don't want them to be able to act outraged. I don't. And maybe Mattis is a good guy. He did get out before a lot of other people got out. But, you know, spare me the hand-rigging and denunciations 
of people who were quite, you know, quite willing to serve this guy. And we haven't even talked about the 25th Amendment. I guess there's some chance what you need eight cabinet members, but I mean, he's got that cabinet packed with acting, acting clowns. Um, but maybe trying to at the last minute get in on the right side of history, uh, Pence and, and eight cabinet members could, uh, could pull this off and push him aside. Now, granted, uh, I think the, the Congress has to get involved, but while all this is playing out, the way I think it works is that Pence would take over um, initially if he gets the cabinet. Um, I don't know. I also don't want Pence to come out looking like a hero. And I've heard people say, and he was so, no, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. Up until the last minute, he served this traitor. Okay. Uh, what do we got here? I got more calls. Go ahead, please. Hello? Oh, they hung up. Hello? Is anyone there? Anybody there? Hung up, hung up. Okay, I don't blame you. Oh, God. Well, guys. Yeah, Sally's uh, reminding me now that, you know, our enemies, Russia, China, they are delighting in this. You know, I think before it all gets written, figured out, untangled. And I've said this since day one, that Donald Trump was a Russian uh, asset. We have had uh, Vladimir Putin's uh, guy um, in charge of our country for four years. And I have so much evidence you know, I mean, don't, I think anybody arguing otherwise would have um, a lot more difficulty than I arguing that, in fact, Donald Trump was doing Vladimir Putin's bidding throughout his presidency and to this day still is. I would like to see somebody try to refute it. It's not even subtle. So, I don't know. Amy, are you telling me someone's there? Why can't I get, God damn it. You know, I need another hand. I need another hand. Okay, and, I, and we're done. Uh, oh, guys. I, I, you think we'll get a little bit of a break today? Um, we're all aging prematurely. We're not only have it, we had a year taken away from us, essentially. By the way, speaking of that, remember the pandemic? Um, I have to tell you that that event yesterday, the insurrection, that was just Trump's last super spreader event, right? 
Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, Vladimir's happy. Okay, that's it. Talk to you Monday, God knows. You think we'll all still be here? I hope so. Be careful, okay? Bye. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.